0: You're listening to Project Red Cord Chronicles, a podcast of the Renee Jones Empowerment Center. In her third podcast, Renee welcomes survivor Alexis, who shares her personal story of growth and success with the Empowerment Center. Afterward, Renee welcomes Alicia, the founder and director of the Matt Project, to discuss the benefits and practice of yoga in survivor healing. And now, direct from the Empowerment Center in Cleveland, Ohio, once again, your host. Renee Jones.
1: Welcome to another episode of Project Red Court Chronicles. I'd like to take this time to thank all of the listeners who tuned in to our second episode that was titled Art Exhibit Explores the Healing Journey of a Survivor. We are so grateful for you and we want to remind you to subscribe to the Project Red Court Chronicles podcast and share it with all of your family and friends. At this time, I want to welcome in the studio Alexis, a survivor who will share her journey of becoming triumphant and rebuilding her life despite all odds. Alexis, welcome to the Project Red Corps Chronicles. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, and I want to start hello. off uh, asking you a few questions about, uh, first we want to bring our audience up to speed about, a little bit about your story. So can you tell our audience when and how you came to the center?
0: Oh, yes. Um, I came in 2014. Um, I was actually in jail at the time, county jail here in Cleveland, and I was waiting for arraignment, and an officer, Officer John Morgan, had came into the cell that I was in before I went to see the judge for arraignment for a bail and my sentencing and what my charges were because at the time I was a uh, co-defendant of my pimp and my ex-husband. Um, when John Morgan, the arresting officer, came into the cell, he um, asked me some questions, and it led to him understanding that I'm not a co-defendant. I'm a victim of his. And he pretty much told me about Ms. Renee and the Renee Jones Empowerment Center and he said that he feels like this will be a good place for me to go, and when I get the opportunity to make my way there. Yeah. <laughs> so when I did uh, get out, the first thing I did was look for Miss Renee, <laughs> and I even um, sent the judge a letter. Um, well, I had my attorney ask the judge if she could uh, allow me to come to the Renee Jones Center on Saturdays, and that's how. I came
1: up with a client. Absolutely. And we are so thrilled and I'm super proud uh, to be here sitting to talking with you today. And I'm uh, thankful to Detective Morgan who seen something in you. Yeah. Who realized yeah. that you were a victim and knew that services could help you get on your feet. So I'm glad that you were able to come even before you went to jail. Yeah. You were able to you got permission to be able to come. Yes. Um so that is really uh amazing and we want that to come out that is so important that these services are made available. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask you, after all that you've been through, how, did you ever feel that you would ever get a chance to do some of the things that you're very passionate about?
0: Um, after, well, for a long time, I could say, I can't really say I was hopeless yes. because um, I always knew God. Yes. Um, I was taught, I was put into a Christian school when I was in kindergarten all the way through eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So I've read the Bible like my whole childhood. And so I had that relationship. Mm -hmm. I also had family that I was pretty much around greatness. So my stepdad, he was a engineer who was a scientist and his brothers were all like musically yeah. geniuses and artists and my grandmother his mom was a uh, civil rights activist yeah. and my mother she was just like phenomenal also she like was making over a hundred thousand a year when women were yeah. and but there was a lot of um there was a lot of uh trauma abuse and sexual abuse mm-hmm. and that wasn't from my parents but it was because my parents were so busy yes that they allowed other me and other people's care that were um, abusing me and tearing me down. Yeah. And then I think once I became eight years old, that's when I first was sexually abused by a relative. I also found out that my stepfather wasn't my biological father. Yeah. So my identity, I had an identity crisis at that point. And when I did meet my biological father, I didn't get the response that I expected. Yeah. So I think I just got lost. Yeah. And I got stuck Mm -hmm. once I got in, once I got with uh, the man that was uh, abusing me and pimping me, it was just like, I I was just stuck, but I wasn't hopeless. Like I had it in there. I just didn't know how to, I wasn't receiving the love I needed, the support and the empowerment I needed Mm -hmm. to navigate it.
1: Yes. That's really a good way to put it too. And um, because when I met you. You always had that in you. I was like, she's in, and that's what other people can see when you, and it's a good thing that you didn't lose that, that you had it in there. Um, so what were some of the, the dreams and goals that were stuck in there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I know when I was young, I used to say I wanted to be a missionary, yes. you know, cause uh, going to a Christian school, I would hear about people going to, yes. to other countries and teaching people about Jesus, yes. you know? So uh-huh. that was kind of in there. Yes. Um, as I got older uh I kind of got a little lost as far as what I wanted to do yeah. and that's why today I still say no have a plan yes. or someone will have one for you you know and um but I know when I did have to do some time and I was really able to sit down I sat down for like 15 months and I had to do a 15 months in prison I was able to get to know myself more yes I was able to uh talk to God more, and really think about what I wanted. And I knew I wanted stability. Yes. I wanted, because I had moved around a lot as a kid and Mm -hmm. and as an adult, and I knew I wanted my kids to have, me and my children to have stability. So one of my biggest things was for me to own a home. Yes. And that they could have a home if I was to pass. Yes. And then – I had wrote, I was listening to C.D. Jakes at the time uh-huh. a lot. And so I had, he said, write down 30 things you want to do. And it was, I had, I wrote 30 things down in a journal. Yeah. And, um, and the journaling I learned from here at the Renee Jones Center, you know, cause I had never really journaled before. So one of the things was, uh, buy a house. I'm just naming a few. I'm not going to name all 30, but, <laughs> um, become a yoga teacher, yes. um, it was so many. Yes. I mean, go on a trip to Italy, yes. um, get a uh, Apple computer. <laughs> but I can't think of anything that I did.
1: Like pretty much that list is yes. checked off. It's checked off, and that's awesome. You know what I mean? That is awesome. And I wanted you to share with the audience, how has the center helped you in this journey?
0: Okay, the center for me was like, at the time, I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have no uh, family here in Cleveland. Yeah. I didn't have no friends here in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, it was just like me and my children, and um, so it it provided me like a support system, and also um, I also noticed like when I was coming to the center, I felt like I was learning something from not just Miss Renee but all the women who was coming. And the woman that I seen that was coming on a consistent basis, I seen a positive change in them. Yes. So that was very empowering in itself and it helped me and made me want to like do better yes. and be an example, Yes. you know, for other women, for my children, like, okay, I'm a survivor. Now I want to help other people survive and thrive and let them know that they, they can be loved. Cause that's how I felt when I came here, like, Oh, um, I could love myself, but other people love me. And to get love from where it's coming from. And I was getting love from y'all. Like, unconditional love, no judgment. Um,
1: It's just just a great place. Great. (laughs) That's what what it's all about. (laughs) Unconditional love. And that support. And I knew one of you, I remember this. You wanting to, when we started having the yoga classes, that was something that you was interested in being. So one of your dreams, even to become a yoga instructor, How did that make you feel when that opportunity was offered to you? That
0: was awesome. Like that was God answering my prayers, and that was also me uh, listening to listening to myself and trusting yes. my instincts. And um, for it was a great experience, all in all, for um, you guys to offer yoga because I love yoga. Yoga yes. made me feel good. Yes. You know, uh, I had did. Gymnastics when I was young, yes. and I don't know if that's what led me to yoga. The um, just the challenging part in it, but um, and the and the peace and getting to like sit with yourself and be calm. Um, but it was the the yoga teacher program to become the certifi- certified yoga teacher and to go through that. When Alicia said that she would do that for me, that was like. That was just another level of somebody helping me. Yes. That was like, see, there's good people out there that's willing to help you uh, succeed and follow your dreams. And my children were watching. Yes. My children were watching and my daughter's friend was watching. And they just started crying when they found out that yes. I was got that scholarship. Yes. You know, so it was showing them how to be, yes. you know. And then when I actually finished, my then, he was 14-year-old son, yes. uh, said, I'm proud of you, Mom. That was Which the mo- That was a great, great feeling. Because yeah, that was a great,
1: great accomplishment. Yes. Wow. So I'm I'm just so thrilled um, that you were given that opportunity, and uh, we did interview Alicia, and she told us why she selected you, and so that is really awesome that you were doing it, and now that wow. will open many doors of opportunity for you, personally and professionally. Yes. And so you have any kind of things you're thinking about? Well,
0: I've been, um, I've started my own Instagram page that uh-huh. um, I kind of been working on like the chakras yes. and the root chakras and uh-huh. going through each one uh-huh. and kind of giving a, um, what I, what I feel like how it applies to my life and uh-huh. how it could help others, Okay, you know, just um, like a two, three minute video, you uh-huh. know, yes. and I've been getting a good, a pretty good response. Uh-huh. Now I do want to start teaching yes. if here uh, yes. soon, yes. and also um, on my own studio yes. someday. Okay. Yeah, well,
1: we're gonna definitely we can <laughs> definitely make that happen. Yes. and have yes. you because that is very empowering. When we found that out, that was our number one thing. Would say it would be great for you as a survivor to come back and teach some of the other victims and survivors. Yes. And it's, you've been an inspiration without mm-hmm. even knowing it. You know, just people watching you. And seeing you do that and then to be able to come and teach the class would be, cool. be awesome. Mm-hmm. So we definitely have that. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you to share with me about your um, upcoming trip to Puerto Rico. Yeah. So I thought that would be a great thing to share with our audience.
0: Yes, my um, uh, 200 YTT teacher, the one that I trained with to get uh, certified, mm-hmm. she uh, about a year ago posted that she was having a yoga retreat. So I jumped on it. There, you know, uh, there was payment plans. We didn't have to pay all at once. You know? Awesome. <laughs> I, I tell my best friend, yeah. I, I'm still waiting for her to buy her yes. ticket. Yes. <laughs> but anyway. But well, still, you're going. Yeah, I'm going for sure. Yes. I don't care who goes.
1: But, you know, but see how that opened the door? Yes. For new opportunities. And this is what we want people to, to know and how you didn't let it stop you from going. I mean, it would be great if she does go. Yes. But that's really stepping out there. Yes. And uh, I just thought that was great and something wonderful to share. And I just um, I want to also share with the audience how many things you've done since you've been here to help educate others about human trafficking. You've been a part of our training film, which we made our own film called No Human Trafficking. And how was that experience?
0: That was good. It was um, very rewarding. Yes. Yeah. And. It was good to, like, it's always good to educate people. Yes. Because we're educating all types of people. who had no clue. Yes. To just open their eyes and just see things from a different perspective.
1: Absolutely. And one thing I know about education and awareness on this topic of human trafficking, it saves lives. Because if you're aware of how this can happen, uh, you know, what are vulnerabilities, different things like that, you're going to be aware. And so you won't be a victim. Yes. Uh, so I just really we're grateful for the input um, that you provided because we still use that film to this day, and it's we made that film years ago, but it is still powerful, and we still use it as a teaching tool. So we're grateful for that, and grateful for all uh, when you share at the symposiums at our conferences because when people can connect a face, a real person, to something like human trafficking. And, and realizing that you can still turn your life around. You can still, you know, even though it's a horrible thing, you can still do the things that you desire to do. And it's been a joy just watching you grow and grow and grow and grow. And And one of the other things we didn't talk about was like, she has a lot of different things she's doing, and this was probably on your (laughs) list of 30. Well, you talked about having a home for your children. But how I remember when you came home from prison Mm -hmm. and you, Went and bought a house. It took a minute, and the house was like a fixer upper, a big fixer upper, a big, big fixer. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I said, Alexis, you know how to do this stuff. She said, No, I'm going to learn though. And I watched you yeah. fix that particular house. You see oh, how big it was? It was huge, <laughs> and it was a two family house. Yep, and now it's rented out both sides. <laughs> yes, and now that, so that has become income stream. Yes. And those, I mean, to me, that is phenomenal. And I just wanted to add that in there because I wanted to just let people know just the things that you have set your mind to and you have accomplished it. And we wish you nothing but continued success and keep following your dreams. And uh, we appreciate all that you give to the center when you give back to those that are coming through, that you give encouragement to those that see that everything is possible. So thank you for joining us for this episode. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll be having you back again soon. Yep, I hope so. All right. (laughs) Thanks so much. I would like to welcome to our podcast today, Alicia McKean. She's the founder and director of The Mat Project. The Mat Project, their mission is to bring the positive benefits of yoga to anyone who may be at risk or have limited access to this practice within our greater Cleveland Community, They are helped by providing mindfulness programs, yoga teaching scholarships, and new mat donations to those in need. So let's welcome Alicia to this episode of the Project Red Court Chronicles. Can you share with our audience what exactly is trauma-informed yoga?
2: Yes, so for the mat project, for us specifically, um, you know, our, our mantra is that we believe everyone deserves a safe space to grow. And one of our essential tools that we use is a yoga mat. Um, on our yoga mat, we understand that everyone approaches the mat with different life experiences. Specifically, um, when it comes to trauma, we put our utmost attention to our students' having respect from all walks of life that our students came from, kindness, compassion, and we're fully aware that trauma and life experiences affect the mind and body. So on our yoga mat, that's where we try to put most of our energy. Okay,
1: that's great. What type of experiences have you had as a trauma-informed yoga instructor? What kind of experience? Anything just pop out that you'd like to share?
2: You know, I've been teaching for about 20 years, and I've been teaching specifically this specific form of yoga for about four or five years now. And I would have to say the biggest difference, you know, we also um, are weekly in the Cuyahoga Juvenile Detention Center. Um, We've worked here, which is so much fun, uh, different locations as well. And compared to my past life of different forms of yoga classes, gratitude and appreciation is like I've never seen before on the yoga mat. So I have to say our experience is, um, you know, we try to provide our services to those that may not have access to mindfulness tools and the gratitude Uh um, is, is why I do it every day. That's
1: wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And what made you get into this type of work?
2: Well, like I said, it's been a while that I've been teaching for, and I personally, myself, my whole life, I've had severe anxiety. Um, I still suffer from panic attacks on a regular basis, and I truly feel like coming onto my mat for me, for me personally, mm-hmm. is that safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, I have you know, I can have boundaries yes. there, um, and so it's helped me emotionally. And I just especially feel like in our greater Cleveland area, there's just not enough diversity, or I should say accessibility, yes. for yoga. Uh-huh. That's what brought me to it. I just think we need more of it.
1: Yes, absolutely. So can you share a little bit about how you became involved with the Renee
2: Jones Empowerment Center? Yes. <laughs> um, I believe through a mutual friend years ago, um, when you were getting ready to move into this amazing space, yes. um we met, and, oh, my gosh, I clicked with you right away. Right <laughs> away. Was <this? laughs> right. It was definitely was a There sure was. And you uh, welcomed our programs, you know, in with the Renee Jones Center. Yes. Um, and we were coming to teach yoga on a weekly basis. Yes. Um, and that led us to also your Project Red Cord. Yes. Um, I've brought my mother. I've brought my husband. i brought my kids. <laughs> and we come... When we can. And, you know, one of, besides our yoga services, another one of our core areas we focus on is bringing free uh, yoga mats. Yes. And they're always brand new. You yes. know, they're, they're not used. Uh-huh. Um, and so when we come to Project Redcord, we love to hand out yoga mats. And one of the things that I've picked up um, from that program specifically that I love to take everywhere I go is when people come and grab a mat, they often... Call them resting mats. They ask for a resting mat, okay. and I love that because I emphasize to everybody. You know, maybe yoga poses aren't for everybody, yes. but to have a place where you feel like you can come and rest yes. and practice mindfulness. Absolutely. I've learned from the folks coming to Project Red Court.
1: Wonderful, and we are, we have never had. That's what's really unique about your project, uh, the Mat Project, because. We have never had that on the street, and people absolutely love it, Mm. Uh, and they use it. You see the yoga mats, and it's so powerful that that is a tool that they pick up at outreach because we're bringing all the resources to the street for those who may never walk into our doors. Right. So I really appreciate um, the Mat Project being involved uh, in our outreach as well. Uh, One of the other things I wanted to talk about was – we're so grateful for the scholarship that was made possible to one of our survivors, Alexis, who we're going to interview a little bit later through the MAD project. And I wanted you to share with our audience what the scholarship is and what made Alexis stand out as a potential recipient of your scholarship.
2: That's a good question. Our latest um core focus, you know, we have our yoga classes, like I mentioned, we hand out our um, mats, and then our latest um, project that we began almost three years ago, about two and a half, three years ago, is um, providing yoga teacher training scholarships for students, and, you know, I've personally taught plenty of girls that ask, wait, I can do this for a job, and, you know, or I love this, and even if it's not just to teach, how do I do this on my own, um, so that became a goal of mine. Around the same time that I became involved with uh, Renee Jones Center, and um, Alexis was a consistent student of mine. And I actually attended your gala, and she got up on stage and unbeknown—how do you say that? Unbeknownst oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to my surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she went up on stage and was talking about the things that empower her, yes. yoga being one of them. And I loved listening to her talk. And right before she got off stage, she said, one of my goals is to become a certified yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. And I have had that in back of my mind for a long time. And mm-hmm. she said it first, and I walked right up to her, and I go, we're going to make this happen. And it took about a year. Yes. Um, you know, that's a big commitment. And I knew specifically um, – She's just so dedicated. She's very dedicated. Um, like I said, it's a 200-hour program. It can take between four to six months. Yes. Um, this was during the pandemic. Yes. A lot, you know, she did online. And so she was our first student that we committed a full scholarship for. Lord. Oh, she blew me out of the water. Oh. And uh, we were able to set her up with a yoga studio near where where she lives. Yes. Um, so, you know, it was just close by and... Again, one of our goals is is creating more diversity where everyone comes with their own personal experiences. And then from those experiences, when they step on the mat, whether it is to teach or what they learned in that teacher training program, oh, my goodness, those two together (laughs) is what it's all about.
1: Well, that is wonderful. We are so grateful because she told me that was something that she really wanted to do. And when we were able to have the classes, to have you come in, and have those classes, and you know, for just to just for her to become certified, and I knew how much work that was. Mm-hmm. So we just want to thank you for all that you do for us, for your constant involvement, for your support, and we are so grateful for the Math Project and for you and your personality um, uh, and what you bring uh, because it's so important. To the clients we serve. And I thank you for joining us today for this episode of Project Redcore
2: Chronicles. Thank you so much, Renee.
3: Hi there. This is Tracy. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to take a minute to tell you what's going on through the month of June. For our Project Red Corps Night Out, tonight, June 10th, will be in East Cleveland on Euclid and Page Avenue. June 17th, we're in Collinwood on East 152nd at People's Church of God in Christ. And on June 24th, we'll be in Spring Hill in Akron for our second Project Redcord Night Out barbecue. On Saturday, June 11th from 2 to 4 p.m., Renee Jones Empowerment Center will be hosting our second annual Health and Wellness Fair. The Renee Jones Empowerment Center will be celebrating our eighth annual Breaking the Chains of Human Trafficking Gala on November 5th. 2022 at Lander Haven. If you're interested in purchasing tickets, a sponsorship package, or ad space, please refer to the details in the description below. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next month.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you tuning in, and we want to remind you to tune in for our next episode on Friday, July 1st. Um, We're going to have another exciting podcast for you. Remember our tagline, no human trafficking, be aware and care. Thank you so much.